0: Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we made it! (laughs) We got to the end of season 14. One of the sloggiest slogs in this show. (laughs) But we managed it, so, you know, a little round of applause for ourselves. Uh, What else? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, God. Well, and seriously, thank you for making along with us. We know that this is a rough season to get through, but we did it. So let's deal with these last three episodes. Sure, sure, sure. If there was a way you could be less enthusiastic, I would appreciate that. If you could find a way to just dial your enthusiasm down by about 30%, because it's frankly embarrassing right now how excited you are to be here doing this. Anyway.
1: Go, synopsize, please. Okay, the first one is Chameleon. After returning from an investigation in Nashville, Tennessee, Rossi breaks down in front of Crystal and begins to question his actions as he recounts the events surrounding the BAU's attempt to track down a con artist turned serial killer with misogynistic attitudes.
0: All right. So, yep, this is the first appearance of the face-off killer. A character we don't have a ton of time for. character who's not that interesting. And yet the show decided, this is who we're going to build the end of the series around. God. This guy, of all people. Ah, The easiest man to catch in the world. Because, no offense, uh, makeup team on Criminal Minds, he never looks that different. (sighs) He really doesn't.
1: Well, except they make him look like BTK in the first That's beginning. True. He
0: does look like BTK <laughs> at the start. Uh, no, it's like the, the actor, he just never looks that different from persona to persona. Like it just, he just doesn't. Uh, it's interesting because uh, the, the show Castle also had a recurring serial killer who was there every season, once a season, for like the last few years. And uh, same actor. Wow! Played, uh, yeah, the recurring serial killer, both on Castle, that, like, they used to, uh, keep a drama going from season to season in Castle, and on Criminal Minds. It's a complete coincidence of, well, not a complete coincidence, of course. Um, that's not how casting works. They cast you, uh, Hollywood will only cast you for a job if you've already done that job somewhere else. <laughs> casting agents <laughs> are notorious for their lack of imagination. So, uh... Fun fact about casting in Hollywood. Uh, and it's why you get such ridiculous amounts of typecasting. It's like, literally, a casting agent will be like, oh, well, he's played a, sher- a sheriff before? Okay, well, then he'll play our sheriff. And blah, 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 blah. And that's all it takes. Uh, but yes, same actor. I don't remember his name because, you know, he's never, I, if he's been the star of anything, I haven't seen it. But he is an actor you see a lot of the time. So, uh, yes, this episode is notable because it is, as I mentioned last week, the only episode AJ Cook ever directed.
1: Yeah, um, and she did she did a fine job. Oh
0: no, it's fine. Like, there's there's nothing yeah. wrong with her job. I mean, it's uh, I mean there's no there's no stylish flourishes. There's nothing like to visually separate it from a regular episode of Criminal Minds. Like, she didn't bring anything artistically to the show, but it is a completely competent episode of television. Mm-hmm. Like. like Visually it works, it tracks logically, and that is because she is remaking an episode of television she was in. And it's kind of strange how, like, this is the exact same episode as that time that the, ki- the children got burned to death and she spent the whole episode talking to Will about it afterwards.
1: Yep. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's exact. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's the exact same episode. It's kind of neat, actually, that she's just like, well, I have, I remember that episode perfectly because it was like one of the high points of me on the show. So I'm just going to do that again. But, you know, with David Rossi this time, <laughs> I, I just think it's a little strange.
1: Well, it's look, we've, if if our listeners now know that we often say that they go back to the well.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not the first time they've gone back to the well. They keep going. I mean, sometimes they go back to the well from the, for the, from the episode before it. (laughs) This, this year for sure, right? Oh, yeah. You're just sort of sitting there going, Oh, well, yeah, but didn't you do that last week? Didn't you
0: just do that
1: episode? (laughs) And, um, so yeah, I mean, but we've noticed that before that they, they recycle episodes. Um, it's true. It's it, it so it's um yeah I, there was there that was the funny thing you know there wasn't really all that much of a um uh, problem with the episode. There's as only a couple. Of, I mean,
0: you're right. As a yeah, as an at, episode of Criminal Minds, it's functional and it only has a couple of problems. Couple,
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: um so let's let's get into that. And first off. Um, the fact that the show, see, the problem is the show wants it to be a surprise that Grace is his daughter, right? Yes. Not her daughter. Yeah. And that she has brought, he has brought his daughter in on the, like, they want that to be a big surprise right at the end. You see, the problem with that surprise is that the story has been framed as if he is telling his fiance all of this. And... He's telling his fiance, like Joe is telling his fiance this story. But my question is why on earth is Joe telling his fiance the story in such a way that she is surprised by the twist that actually Grace was the daughter, was his daughter and not her daughter? Like, why are you screwing with your wife's head like that, your fiance's head like that? And to the point where it's like they actually have her go, wait, that was his daughter? Like, Well, yeah, because Joe's been lying to you this time, so the story will play more dramatically when you hear it. And I'm like, is that, like, Joe, is that the, you know, priority of your storytelling when your wife is trying to deal with your PTSD? You're well, still trying to tell the story in as dramatic a fashion as possible? Well, he is a writer. That's true. He's a showman, first and foremost. First and foremost, he's a showman. David Ross, he's a showman. No, but it's like, it's it's kind of preposterous, the way they do that. Also, and I can't stress this enough, uh, if, what do you call it, They they know who they're going to rescue, right? So they yeah. know whose house they're going to rescue, and it's a long drive there. And sometime during that drive, you would have found out that the lady has a daughter and what the daughter looks like. So when you get to the house, and there's another teenage girl tied to a chair, why would you assume that was the daughter when you already know for a fact what the daughter looks like? That part really bothered me. Because again, it's, it's embracing nonsense and the characters being idiots for the sake of a twist that being said this isn't the only time they will be uh they will be f- well fooled by this character because <laughs> i mean next episode i was about to say next season but for us it's like in two episodes we'll get yeah. to talk about that so i won't do it here uh but yeah it's it's frustrating to me as i watch it because i'm like there's no way they wouldn't know that that wasn't her daughter no
1: because no that's
0: one of they, your first yeah. steps would have been to call the daughter and find out what was going on. I mean, it's just like stuff you would do as part
1: of the process. And I mean, maybe well, maybe you could even, get hold of it. well, yeah. they would at least have a picture of her. Oh, of course they would have a picture. And, they, of the and, and, and Penelope should have sent it to the team. Right. Yes, exactly.
0: There's definitely exactly pictures. Because the that's
1: the whole thing. I mean, they had, it took them a while to get to Nashville. Exactly. Right? And, and
0: during all that time, What's Penelope doing that she can't send them a photo? Yeah, and
1: you know? then, well, when they when they pinpoint the woman, where does she live? She doesn't live in Nashville. She lives somewhere else outside yeah, of Nashville. Exactly. But it's like it's, it's it's somewhere she lives in the right? woods, but... in
0: a suburb in the woods outside of Nashville. Yeah. So there's no excuse for them not knowing this information when they get to the house.
1: Unless also, they don't look at their phones.
0: Yeah, unless they never look at their phones. You're right unless they're very negligent at their jobs which you know that is possible. <laughs> yeah, and I know that it's like uh the show wants its nice twist and that's great and all, but it really doesn't track. Is my problem because like you just get stuck in the idea that well, of course they would have this information. There's no reason they wouldn't have this information. So why is why is the show allowing them to be tricked like this, and it's just for that uh that twist ending. But then you also have the problem with this ridiculous scene where he sacrificed his daughter to the FBI. Like he knew that the FBI were gonna catch her. Uh, she wasn't going to kill two people with a knife. Frankly, I don't even know why she tried. But anyway, um the whole thing she was there only to distract them and say he's gone to the barn so they can get ambushed by him shooting at them in the barn. But I'm like, she doesn't do a good job of setting up an ambush, because she says he ran towards the barn, and if they were good at their jobs, they would approach the barn carefully, and circle the barn, and maybe call in a SWAT team. But it's like they all just run in the front door of the barn. But you know where the woman is, you know she's not in danger, anymore you're just chasing a killer i mean they don't know he has a gun but they can assume it's america yeah you know everybody's got a gun it's like there's no reason for them to all rush into the barn and the fact that they all rush into the barn instead of you know surrounding the barn like sane people would is why he gets away yeah, it's like, yeah. why bother doing all of this nonsense where you tie up your daughter and try to lure lure them into the barn and shoot at them when the moment you realized the FBI was coming, which is fairly early, apparently, you and your daughter could have just left. (sighs) Like, I don't understand why they didn't just leave. He didn't have some, you know, desperate psychological need to kill FBI agents, or he would have killed David Rossi. Yeah. So why doesn't he leave? And that's what I don't understand about this episode. I just don't get it. And I assume you don't have.
1: I assume you don't have anything either. I'm sort of sitting here and going, "Would you like me to be less surprised?
0: Well, no, uh, you know,
1: and less enthusiastic?" No, I mean it was. Yeah, I. You know, even you know, <laughs> putting on, you know, the the whole idea of. Of her, you know, sitting up and drying dishes and asking asking her dad, as it turns out, you know, well, what are your intentions? Oh, and, no. Uh, oh, my God. You know, and I'm just there's going... There's no way! <laughs>
0: there's, there's no way this character says any of that to her dad in private. Especially because he says, well, that's based on... Uh, that's the uh crystal's like how do you know any of this happened because again like he's talking about stuff he wasn't there for pretty good question crystal Enough thumbs up on that one he's like well that's based on interviews we did later i'm like but that was a conversation that happened just to between a daughter and a murderer and you we learn for a fact at the end of the episode that she hasn't been talking to him so how did he find out that happened Like, come on, show. You know I'm capable of paying attention, right? Like I know when you're cheating.
1: And that was de- yes, and that was the whole point. That was definitely a cheat. You're just going. Wait a sec. Yeah. If you're telling a story, make sure that you're telling a story. Yeah. And you know, and it has to it has to track. And that was to me that was the one thing that was you know didn't track. Yeah. I mean, the first the first time you watch it, you don't pay it. Well, of course, the first time I watched these episodes, I didn't pay attention all that much. <laughs> um, but anyway, but that one didn't track. No, it does. If you go back like, and you how think how about it, David you're like, Boston, no, no, that's a she, cheat. Because she wouldn't. She, what,
0: she why would, would she have this
1: conversation? Exactly. You know, she might have this conversation with her dad. But why would she tell anybody? No, no, beyond that, the conversation with her dad
0: wouldn't be this coy, what are your intentions towards so-and-so conversation. The two of them are involved in what she thinks is a con to, you know, steal all this woman's money and he's there yeah. to murder her. Yeah. Right? But this whole, what are your intentions towards her? Like, yes. no. No. <laughs> no, she
1: would not say that to her dad. There's just no way. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm going, even if she did say that Ridiculous peculiar line. statement. Yeah. Um, there's no way why would she even tell anybody about it? Because it was irrelevant. Oh, yeah. It would have no been way. irrelevant to her even. And right? again, we know that she hasn't been talking to David. Yeah. Like that's not an important scene she in her refused- life. No, it's not an important scene. It wouldn't matter.
0: No, if it was the, if that actually, and that's, ah. I mean, that's how the show is trying to deceive us. Because that's something her actual daughter might have said to a suitor of her mother, right? Yes. And so they want us to be deceived by having her act like this woman's yes. daughter, but it's not her daughter.
1: So it doesn't make any yeah. sense.
0: No, no, it's just, yes, they're just lying doesn't... to the audience. Yeah, and... And it's
1: and... very frustrating to me. Yeah, you always are frustrated i just go you just dismiss it There's like no i just i mean this is this is not thinking how narrative works yeah if you are going to do this first person narrative the first person only knows what he knows and what he's seen and what he's heard and that's you can't override that Mm mm-hmm you know, with this kind of statement for the audience to be because you didn't even need it. No, like, you don't. You don't audience, need you that know, scene. You have them all sitting around the dinner table. That's enough. You would just assume That's it's her daughter. Her daughter. Yeah.
0: No, but they try and yeah, they add these extra cheats to make sure the audience is thinking the wrong thing.
1: Yeah. And they and, get there
0: by cheating and it's it's just
1: dishonest. Yeah. And um Yeah, I mean, as I I would say after this season, it's no wonder they just decided to cancel it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand. And I mean, I understand giving them 10 last episodes to wrap up the show. But when you see this season, I agree with you completely. You can't say, oh, yeah, this is a thing we have to keep putting on television. Yeah, I think even
1: without all of the lawsuit problems, which we didn't know about, because I try and think back, you know, that you have to try. At times to remember, and I mean, there's nothing in this episode that that brings up the lawsuit. No. But when you think the lawsuit is ongoing during this time, it is only getting worse. Um, but without that, yeah. even without that, because that would have factored in. Of course. Um, this show is now, um, on its it's last, on its last legs. It,
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. It the show is crumbling.
1: Yeah, and right the reason, in front of our eyes. Yeah, the reason the show is crumbling, crumbling. is because it doesn't have a showrunner. No. no I, mean, I mean, it It has a showrunner in name, but it doesn't yeah. have a showrunner. But
0: no, there is no authorial vision for the show anymore. No. Like, no. they're just doing episodes because it's their job to show up and do episodes of the show. But the show yeah. isn't saying anything, and it's not trying to do anything anymore.
1: No, because I, I would assume that because, of course, there's power in being a showrunner. Of and this is how I would anticipate was going on is that she would just put people, different people in sort of in charge, but nobody ever had any real power. Yeah. You know, to like she didn't delegate to one person.
0: When she was gone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, or even when she had all of these other problems, delegate a second. Right. Mm-hmm. OK, here's me. Here's the here's my second. And my second and I agree on things, and then the second could have done all of that you You could see that happening, yeah, potentially something like that, if you've got other problems. the same thing. but I will tell you that it didn't get as bad, okay, but you could see when Ed Bernero started to be be pushed in, in his head was was thinking about um
0: going off to do suspect
1: behavior yeah. And you could, you could tell that because if you go back, if we go back and listen to those episodes, you'll see that we're talking about wondering like there's, you could see a few problems beginning Mm -hmm. and, um, it may have been exactly the same problem of not putting someone really in charge of the season. Yeah. I don't know, but it wasn't that bad because no I no think...
0: season five was not that bad not like this is terrible and
1: four yeah four yeah, and four five. And
0: five were not terrible the way this is terrible
1: no and you could just see everything falling apart the more she got on to doing her other things without giving up the showrunner position on this show yeah and that's basically the problem you can not yeah the real issue because all her time was spent on beyond borders mm-hmm and, you know, she'd sort of pop in and wave her hand and say, hi, guys, how's things going?
0: I mean, again, you're you're <laughs> reading a lot into the situation. We don't know how things were behind the scenes, but it would the effect on the show does tend to suggest you're right about this.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, when you watch this show, it's no, it is rudderless. It's, it's rudderless, which means yeah. it doesn't have a showrunner.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they're just doing episodes, and they don't really have a strong idea. And I mean, just the fact that they thought that this is the way to go out, you know, that this is the character who's going to take us through our final season, shows that they really didn't know what they were doing.
1: No, they did. Yeah, just not thinking it through. I mean, when you think back about with Frank, think back to Frank. I know. Oh my lord.
0: Yeah. And again, you know? um, I, I'm not criticizing the actor. I've seen him in plenty of things. I've liked him in plenty of things. But you know, he's not Keith Carradine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Nope. He's not Mark Hamill. He's the sure as hell isn't Tim Curry.
1: And he you know? sure as hell he
0: sure as hell isn't the Reaper. Yeah. Charles no, the Reaper. I'm trying to remember that actor. Uh, oh God, it's really embarrassing. He's a yes, big one 80s of, actor. You yeah. know, one of our
1: favorite guys. Yeah, With really, one of our favorite
0: games. actors. Uh, With star three of games. Uh, a movie that, seriously, um, that it, when I tell people that this movie exists, uh, it, you know, it blows their mind because this is how racist the 80s was. Yeah. Star of a movie called, and this is true, Soul Man, in which he plays a white guy who can't get into college uh, because all of the scholarships are going to affirmative action cases. So he wears blackface and pretends to be black to go to college. This is a real <laughs> movie that came out in the 80s that he is the star of. The 80- If you're too young to remember the 80s, they were insane. Like, they were legit crazy. So, yeah, something to think about. Anyway... <laughs> uh i I think it's
1: charles hayden
0: nope 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 definitely not him hayden not hayden nope not hayden we can look this up later it's yeah it's not important that we remember his name right now but it is very embarrassing that we can't remember his name because we do really like him as a performer but i mean uh, uh, again like this is the difference between old criminal minds when they had a budget and new criminal minds and it's like there's nothing against this actor but he's the kind of guy you see on every tv show right yeah yeah. It's not a special thing that he's on the show the way it was a special thing when Mark Hamill was on the show.
1: Yeah, it was Kirby Mark was on Hamill. The show
0: when Keith Carradine, movie star Keith Carradine, <laughs> was on the TV show. I mean, he's not a movie star anymore, but he has been famously. And yeah. it's like, I'm not going to do that thing we often do where I try to recast and blah, 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 blah. But this is the kind of act, character. That since they knew they were going to be bringing him back for the last season, you want to get the biggest actor you can find and convince him to do the show. You need it to be a, I mean, even Aubrey Plaza, you know, again, is in a lot of movies. She's famous for TV, but she's in a lot of movies. So it's like, it was a big deal to have her on the show and she's someone everyone would immediately recognize. And that's kind of what you needed to do for this character. And they just didn't. You know, he's just not someone... And again, I'm not criticizing his performance. He does a fine job for, you know, a character who in this episode really has nothing, not much to play.
1: Like, we can't really talk about the
0: psychology of this character because we're going to do that next uh, in two episodes when we do the two-parter that's all about him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right? But one of the things that's so strange about this episode is that... You know, David is haunted by the fact that the guy didn't kill him, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't he kill me and blah, 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 blah. He could have. And to which I respond, the show doesn't really seem to understand that he was being chased through the woods by six FBI agents. He did not have the time to rip off your face, David. Yes. First off, there's no reason that to think That could be one he... of it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, they don't even address that possibility. I mean, yes, I think anyone would realize this is partially sexually motivated. He's dating women and killing them and cutting off their faces, so there's no reason to think he would cut off a man's face. Yeah, But they don't even say that it's like, like, there's no reason to think he would. That's a much, the fact that you're not the gender of person he likes to murder is all the reason he needs not to kill you. But, and I can't stress this part enough, Also, he was being chased through the woods by FBI agents. He did not have time to hang around and take out his flensing knife and remove your skin. By the way, that's what you call a knife that you use to take uh, skin off of something. A flensing knife. It's a really disturbing word. But it's like, there's just no reason to jump to the conclusions about him that they do. But it's indicative of how sloppy... All of the, like, again, we're going to talk more about his psychology in a couple of weeks, but it's just indicative of how sloppy, um, uh, the, the psychology and the talking, writing about these characters has been this season and just generally is on the show now. Yeah. And, uh, but hey, Sharon Lawrence is on the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really like Sharon Lawrence. It's great seeing so her. Good. And uh, finally, it answered my question. I made this joke, uh that the problem that in the first episode of the next season, uh, it's they the show accidentally pointed out that, uh, how redundant having Matt and, uh, Luke on the show, both on the show was because there's a scene where she says, say hi to muscles and brown eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, but which is which they both are ridiculously (laughs) muscular and have brown eyes. But I will say this about the show. Um, she does direct, uh, like she does direct those statements to individual people. So rewatching this episode, I got confirmation that Matt is, mu- that Matt is muscles and Luke is brown eyes. Brown eyes. So there you <laughs> go. My question has been answered. <laughs>
1: answered. So nice when you have I know,
0: questions right? <laughs> Yeah, Because I didn't, it's not like I was going to go back and check which check. I was which. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I? Uh, but yeah, so we got that. And no, it's great to see Sharon Lawrence and it, that is a thing where she is a notable TV actor, right? Yeah. We have seen in a lot of TV shows. She was famously on NYPD blue and was wonderful on that. And she's been on, you know, a hundred TV shows since. And yeah. And so, you know, she's there just to play a bigger role the next time. Like that's it. But, uh, it was, it was definitely nice seeing her. And again, that's more, com- uh, more. More we're going to talk about later. But what's interesting when I'm watching this episode, it is that it is 100% clear that they had the whole storyline for him like thought through. Yep. Right? All of it. Like the whole storyline, his backstory, the stuff about his dad, like um, dad trying to drown him when he was a baby, blah, blah, blah. Like that they had already, that was not stuff they made up between the two seasons. All of the pieces of it are here. And... Part of what makes this such an unsatisfying episode, I think, is that they don't, like, they don't do a good job of establishing that there is story to come, right? Yeah,
1: no, that's, that's exactly it, right?
0: Yeah, because when you have all of this random nonsense happening, it doesn't feel, oh, well, we're going to find out what that line meant later, this line uh, meant later, blah, 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 blah. And so that was kind of frustrating. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah, right?
1: Well, no, I mean, particularly, yeah, I know. I, sit there and go particularly since and then i go oh but why bother
0: yeah no no well we're going to be talking about it in two weeks so let's move on to sick and evil
1: when four lewiston residents are stabbed to death in their homes the bau searches for a paranormal obsessed serial killer who operates on the belief that the residents they target are haunted. Meanwhile, Rossi juggles tracking down wanted killer Everett Lynch and recovering from his near-death experience.
0: Okay. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That is the episode. I'm not going to deny that. That's the episode. So, yeah, this is, um, like, the, we often talk about how bad they make law enforcement look. And this episode might be the episode that makes law enforcement look worst. Because, so they go to a house where two people were brutally stabbed to death. Right? Brutally. Like, horribly stabbed to death. Yeah. They walk outside. And a woman walks up to them. And that woman is like, hey! Hey! Did you know that this house... I'm here because I'm part of the ghost researchers in this town. This house was the site of a brutal stabbing 40 years ago. And everybody thinks it's haunted by the ghosts of the people who got brutally stabbed here. And instead of immediately taking this woman in and finding out every single thing about her life, like you're supposed to do, when someone walks up and says they want to help you with the crime and are trying to insert themselves in your investigation, they just go, Pfft, whatever.
1: Oh, no, no. <laughs> JJ, JJ and Aisha think, well, maybe we should talk to her. <laughs> no, you know, we they, should they investigate. They said, no. her.
0: What they do is they have, they say, we should ask Garcia to find out who That's she is. Right, yeah. Do you know what a better way to find out who she is? Take her down to the station and interview her. Yeah, It's not like there's a legal issue with doing shows. She has evolved, She has gone out of her way to show up and offer her assistance in the case. So whether you want it or not, you're not going to have a hard time, you know, saying, hey, well then come down to the station and talk to us in a more comfortable setting so we can find out what you know about the case. Yep. Whether you think she's a kook or whether you think she might be the killer, bring her in.
1: Because, well, yeah. Well, plus... Yeah okay no what i was gonna say is plus this is a town what do you mean the sheriff nobody knows about all of these sort of yeah all of these famous murders think and... About, and where they occurred and all yeah, of that I sort know. of stuff like it's it's, it's kind of big town. it seems like it's it's part of their tourism industry
0: yeah well they've got a bunch of ghost hunters in town yeah You know, the woman at the local university, who's the killer, by the way, is obsessed with the town, so it's like they know that there's a huge amount of ghost hunters in town, so why is the sheriff not saying there's this might be a connection as well? Oh, all of the houses were famous murders, although honestly, it feels like something Garcia should have turned up when she just, like, Googled the addresses. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know why she didn't already turn that up, but... That's another conversation. Garcia, you know Garcia's got her own stuff going on. I'm not going to I'm not going to say she's terrible.
1: Well, uh, no. She, she's please. just not given much to do these days. It's true. <laughs> she really
0: isn't. All she does no, because is she gets to come on wanted, and just say who did it.
1: You know, I mean, when you look at the complaints that we're having about this yeah. episode, about this season, I mean, that's mm-hmm. another one of the parts of the problems of this season yeah. is that Garcia is makes so many mistakes Yeah, doesn't what she's supposed to oh, do I forgot
0: to check x y or z and that's why you didn't have the very easy information that would have allowed you to catch the guy yeah you're right she does that a lot this year yeah oh i forgot to check x and it's like because like, they keep what? writing these episodes where the people would be unbelievably easy to find if garcia just did her job
1: yeah so they just so,
0: have her do a bad job
1: yeah And I'm going, why? Yeah.
0: Really good question.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it is part and parcel of the structure. They probably say, as I said, they've got the book and the book says Garcia has to have so many lines. And nobody bothers saying, well, yeah, but her lines have to be so be specifically
0: about the information she uses to solve the cases. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and when you had people who had been writing the show for quite a while, well, they knew, right? At a certain but, point,
0: yeah. I mean, you could say they were on autopilot for the past couple of seasons, but at least they were on autopilot from having to, uh, having written a ton of episodes and know how an episode should look and sound.
1: Yeah, and now you've got a bunch of new writers.
0: Who just don't know what they're doing.
1: Well, yeah, they don't. Well, yes, and they're getting no direction. That you can bring new writers into a writing room. That's that's not a problem. But well, you got to have have good direction from the top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same. It's 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 clear because I've been watching these other shows, right, that are lasting, and the one thing you see is the continuity of their either their directors, but the continuity across the board. Yeah, from episode terms, uh, to episode, from episode to episode, over who's responsible, who's writing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, and you see it in the credits, right? Of that's course. where you where you look for it, and it's all there. You can just say, okay, that's why you have, you know. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's
0: fascinating because they and really when, are doing a bad job these days.
1: Yeah, and and I can't. You know, and you can't blame someone who's who has only written one episode of the show or two episodes of the show and have never been on any other season for not knowing without complex direction as to what's going over the script and saying, well, no, this isn't going to work. Because, you know, for whatever reason. And but we don't get that.
0: No, we don't get that anymore. Nope. that's very funny. So, um, something I wanted to point out here, uh, it's not a huge part of it, but I I think this, this is the thing that made me just like check out of this episode because of how easy it would have been for Garcia to solve this episode. Like would have, Yeah.
1: yeah, All she had to do was go in. Well, because she goes into health records all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? And she does this episode. And so, literally, all these characters had to do was bring this woman down to the office and say, Okay, so what's your alibi for the murder? She gives her alibi for the murders. Great. All right. Um. So, obviously, these crimes are being committed by someone who knows that these are all ghost houses. So, who in the area is really big on ghost houses? And, by the way, this is how they solve the crime.
1: Yeah, that's okay, how they well, solve Okay, well, here's it. a list
0: of the seven people who are really into ghost, uh, ghost houses. Oh, one of them is a person with a history of severe childhood abuse. And a ton of violence on her, uh, violence she's committed on her record. And she's, you know, recently stopped taking her medication. Yeah, that's her killer. Done. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She's ta- she's not taking her meds. Duh! Yeah. Have you she not recently, seen an like, episode? Like, by the way, how
0: does Garcia know she recently stopped taking her medication? What the hell medical files is she in? That she's able to know that this woman has stopped taking her medication. No idea. That's another, I mean, that's another conversation. I get it. But you're like, come on, show. (laughs) That just seems so preposterous that she's able to just look at someone's file and be like, oh, she recently stopped taking her meds too. I'm like, really? You have that in your computer. Okay. Fine. I have to accept it, but I don't want to. No, but it's like, and this is information. A woman couldn't be alive now who's dead because they didn't bother doing the most basic kind of investigation that people working on serial killers do, which is the rule, if someone wants to involve themselves in the investigation, take a hard look at them. Yeah. Like, that's the first lesson they learn. It's the first thing, I mean, for the love of God, the third episode of the show ever is it's the one where a school girl... Well, not school girl. They're in college. But this lady in college is burning up her classmates. And so she and a bunch of other people walk up to them and they're like, we bet we can help you solve the crime because we know everybody on campus. And, uh, okay, they made the mistake that time too of not just searching the, the backgrounds of all of the men. But it's like, this is a mistake they've been making the whole time. Anytime... Someone shows up and says, I want to help you with the investigation. Take a hard look at them. Maybe they'll be the killer, or maybe they might have some information. But take a hard look at them. There's no reason not to. And it just As, makes them look like idiots.
1: I mean, this is what this is what got Richard Jewell into trouble. Yes, that, well, actually, that's 100% true. Yep.
0: You know, he decided to be a hero, and, you know, then... Uh,
1: <laughs> kept involving himself in the, yeah, yeah anyway, go yeah, see he, the movie. He kept
0: involving himself in the investigation long after he should have just called a lawyer. But he finally did call a lawyer, thank God. <laughs> Sorry, that that's a solid movie. Like, there's one part of that movie we really didn't like, but that's a but solid movie That's overall.
1: a solid movie. Uh, anyway, yeah. go but, listen you know. to our Richard Jewell episode. Yeah, exactly,
0: you can listen to our Richard Jewell episode if you want our thoughts on Richard Jewell. Yeah, I, oh God, he was so good in that, too. Yeah. The guy playing Richard Jewell, Sam Rockwell, everybody, Kathy Bates, everybody's good in that movie. It's just a really is. good movie. Well, Kathy Bates is always great. Uh, but yeah, so no, this is such a frustrating episode because they are just told that there's this woman who walks up to them and says, you know, I can tell you about the history of this house that's probably relevant to why somebody got stabbed to death in it. And they just send her packing. Yeah. And that night, by the way, dumbest character in the history of fiction, by the way, a woman is, uh, a woman hears a bathtub running upstairs and is like, finds out her daughter is downstairs, realizes there's an intruder in the house and is scared enough to get her gun. But then even though she knows that four people have been brutally murdered, stabbed to death, in their own homes, three of them last night. She stills like, oh, I'll just go explore the house on my own. I know.
1: I did, as I said, it's insulting. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah, it's it's just insulting what they have this character do. Yeah, no, she like, should have y-
1: just taken her daughter and cleared out. Exactly, just leave the house. Called the you've call got a like- cell phone. Call the cops from across the street.
0: You know? Yeah, Yeah, just leave the house. There's no reason not to. Yeah, I don't know. There's no reason to stay in this
1: house. And why did she turn off the bath and then all of a sudden become, oh, well, I guess that solved the problem. No! (laughs) No, someone (laughs) ran the bath! Someone ran the bath. It didn't turn itself on by itself.
0: Yep. And yeah, I know you're scared about water damage. Because you live in an old house and an overflowing tub could very much, you know, wreck the floors of your old, your classic house. But be more concerned about your own life, woman.
1: Yeah, I know. It was, it was bad.
0: That was so bad. Yeah. It's one of the worst parts about this episode. And it's not a good episode. No. Yeah. Unbelievably frustrating. Uh, So, yeah, and then, of course, we get the the big finale where the woman, even though she, like, has been told, there's a good chance one of the people in your community is the killer. Yeah. She knows this. She's like, yeah, I'll go hang out at a haunted house With... with you, woman I just gave the name of to the FBI.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it well. I can under, actually. I do understand that one didn't bother me. Particularly. That one didn't bother you as much. No, because because the woman is a bona fide person, and she's got a bona fide degree. Although, why they assume anyway, she's teaching re- religion. It says she's teaching religious studies or something. Something I don't like know. that. Yeah. At the university, but she's a bona fide person who's interested in all of these, and she's a university professor. So she couldn't possibly be the woman. Like, yeah. I can, I actually believe. You understand that the rationale of the, that That uh, girl the would have. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. see her best, her her you're best one
0: of her buddies in this community. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can, okay. I can agree with you on that one. I'm you know, very it's, skeptical. It's, but at the, the same power? time, the, the moment the woman is like, you should go alone with me, like, To this house, to this haunted house, while, by the way, you know, people keep getting murdered in these haunted houses. Even if you don't think the woman you're going with is the killer, people keep getting murdered in these houses.
1: And she even talks about 21 and I'm going. 22.
0: 22. 22.
1: Yeah. Although, to be fair,
0: that's only for us, the audience. The general public does not know how many times these women were stabbed. Ah, So there is that, that shouldn't, there's no reason that would have been a tip off for the woman going with her. Okay. But yeah, it's just, it's a frustrating episode because the team is so stupid. Yeah. Right. And, oh my God. Now let's get into, uh, let's, can we get into, what's the last one called? Truth or Dare? No. Yes, it is. Truth or Dare. Wow. I remember the title. Yay.
1: How can you forget the frigging title?
0: Yeah, it's bad. Oh, and one thing, um, uh, it is interesting how they try and use this woman's experience to, like, uh, hook up with David Rossi's PTSD. Like, it just seems like a weird... to uh, They try to get into the PTSD story with this woman who has just almost been stabbed to death by a friend and lost her sister years earlier. Like, it's just... It's a very weird way for me to try and get into that. But that's totally minor thing. Sorry. Please continue. Truth or dare.
1: (laughs) We're at truth or dare. Uh, The BAU returns to Los Angeles to track down a possible spree killer after two people are killed in car accidents turned shootings. Yeah. Meanwhile... Rossi and Crystal prepare for their wedding and an unexpected confession promises to change the course of everyone's lives forever. And thank God it doesn't. Yeah, that's exactly. Because that this was the one where I sat down and I watched it and for sure their full intention was to get Reed and JJ together. Yep, there's no question. There is no question when you watch this that's yeah. what they're going to do. That was the intent. There is yep, no that question.
0: Was the 100%. So, well, and again, a- and as I always pointed out, it, this is the culmination of two years, two seasons of the show spent butching up Reed. Yep. To get to this point. Cause I want to point out, uh, next season, Reed not so butch anymore <laughs> for the season 15. Yeah. They kind of reset Reed a little after spending yeah. 2 years getting to the point where they can get him together with JJ, right? Yeah. And that's what this episode is for. It's to prep you for that idea that in the final season we're finally going to get Reed and JJ together. And I'm like, yep. "No, you can't."
1: You well, just as I said, can't. Thank all the fans us Who not recoiled included. over the summer. Yeah. Yes. That's, I'm were just very disgusted happy disgusted
0: by this idea over the summer. Yeah, no. Uh, the fans really knocked it out of the park this time. Yep. They absolutely did. I, you know, I tip my hat my cap to the because fans. Because that is the, the only
1: reason that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. And thank heavens, you know. <laughs> thank heavens for small favors.
1: Yeah, we like to have, you know, a decent ending to a show. Absolutely. And that would have just put a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Oh, because God, I, yeah. do think, I do think we're not the only per- people that like Will.
0: No, no. People are invested in that relationship.
1: Yeah, uh, in that particular relationship, which JJ may not be a great person in that relationship, but no. the relationship is great and everybody loves Will. And to have turned his life, everything he's done for her, over yeah. these years into nothing. I think there were a lot of people that really, um, yes, it just went, no. Well, no, but it's like,
0: and I honestly and, don't think, and this is what I was talking about last week is, or maybe it was two weeks ago, sorry, uh, that like, I don't even know that the writers realize that they have created the most healthy relationship on television. Yeah. And I think they were told that by the fans between seasons. Yeah. I think the fans told them, do you realize you had created the most healthy relationship on television and now you want to burn it all down because you have memories of season one where maybe you were going to get those two crazy kids together?
1: Yeah. yeah that's 14 years ago. Yeah. No, it's very, it, I mean, it really is interesting because certainly, um, at the beginning that was clear that, that, that was Messer, not just everybody, but that was Messer's idea too. Oh, that, absolutely. that she was, that she, you could just see it, you know. And then, you know, well, there are lots of fans. The fans have always, you know, Liked and that was the them together. Well, no, yeah. I mean,
0: we went the time you and I went to a convention and saw AJ yeah. Cook and uh, Matt Goobler talking. That got brought up by a questioner in the audience. Yeah, there is a cohort of the fans who wanted to see them get together. Yeah, but it's not as big as the number of fans who understood that, no, she's one half of the best relationship and the most healthy relationship on television. You can't break it up because of, you know, some relationship idea the fans had years ago.
1: Yeah, years ago. And that was years years ago that we saw that. Oh, no, we saw it like after season seven Yeah,
0: or season six or season seven. It was years and years and years ago that the fans were thinking that way.
1: Yeah. And the relationship between J.J. and I think that I don't think that anybody else had it in mind to get J.J. and Reed back together again. Um, Yeah. But during those intervening seasons, years,
0: no years, I
1: just think that I mean,
0: they're like, oh, my God, the show's ending. Well, and I I honestly believe it came out of, you know, they're like, we know the show's not going to last forever. We know we're, we've only got a couple more seasons left. We're declining in the ratings every year. It's not like we're willing to take some bold step to try and shake it up and get big new audiences. The one time they did that and, you know, hired super famous person Jennifer Love Hewitt to be on the show, it didn't work out for them and she left right away.
1: Well, you know, you know? what I could tell you? What's that? If they had just fired that DP,
0: yes. it the
1: show might have lasted longer.
0: <laughs> it's possible. wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, anyway. like the show, they knew the writing was on the wall. They knew the show wasn't going to last forever. And so they tried to come up with an ending that was going to make the fans really happy. Yeah. And instead they came up with a thing pointing to an ending that would piss everybody off.
1: Yeah. And I don't think, well, and as we've just said, we don't think that they seem, they didn't seem to realize that. Yeah. And then the, no But idea. the fans made sure that they knew. Yeah. The and The fans I don't... clearly made their displeasure known. And I am sure because the fans follow everybody, everybody, right? Yeah. I am sure that the fans knew that that uh that Will and JJ made a movie together. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I don't know how many people saw it or whatever, but <laughs> I am sure. Well, if they were aware of it. You know, I mean, and we did review it, so everybody Hopefully go watch it. it still. Yeah. Everybody needs to go and watch that. It's on still on YouTube, but yeah, Back fork, it's, it's really good. Yeah, just go go watch. But I am sure the fans, because the fans follow all of this. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I I watch things on the internet, and it just boggles my mind periodically. Because mm-hmm. um, I can't imagine being a fan of anything to that <laughs> extent. Not even yeah. Babylon 5, of which I am. Uh,
0: you're a giant fan. You're still not creating a YouTube page <laughs> and obsessively following these people's lives and making videos about it. Because yeah, you're just not that kind of fan.
1: No. And it's, it's the, the fact that they do, they make videos, they talk, they interact, um, oh, you yeah. know, and the ones that, that did try to do podcasts, well, it never worked. Well, of course it isn't going to work because you can't have a podcast of somebody sitting there and gushing about Reed all the time, <laughs> I know. you know, I mean, it just, it, it's, it's boring. Like you don't, you, yeah. and things move and, but I do think that, um. That once JJ and Will are established as this couple, mm-hmm. no matter how it started, yeah. uh, you know, You've they gotta, became like... invested in the couple themselves. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. whatever their like
0: relationship fantasies about JJ and Reed were, I, they were clearly more dedicated to this fantastic on screen pairing of Will and JJ.
1: It's really funny, eh, because it's it is so clear in this episode. Yeah. that that is what they intended to do in the end. Yep. I mean, no, you... there's
0: there's no the, there is no other way to read this episode. No. That you... other than it is setting up. Yeah. that the two of them are going to end up together as the show ends next year. Yeah. That's the only way to read that last scene.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yep. And I mean, this ended up last week with, uh, the conversation about, you know, people and their possible futures and blah, 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 blah. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, yeah. yeah we no, didn't even talk about that. We didn't that. even
0: talk about that line because I knew we were going to be talking about it this Actually, week. I didn't yeah. focus on it the way I maybe should have because I knew it was going to come up this week. Well, so no, it's going
1: to come up this week. And we were, I think, I think there are a couple of things that we just left to this, to this episode because it was, um, mm-hmm. uh, it it was just so, it, It's it was so hard to watch. And I still remember my reaction the first time. And you've talked about that many times. Oh, yeah, no, shows. I, mean, I don't oh.
0: mind mentioning it one more time. That It's like she literally phoned me because she was that disgusted by this episode.
1: It, it was like 11 o'clock at night or whenever. Yeah, you, I finished
0: you finished watching, watching it and you're like, you phoned me and you're like, how far are you? Cause can you watch this episode? I'm like, no, it's going to be like three months before I can watch that episode. And you're like, well, when you watch the episode, call me right <laughs> yeah. after you watch the episode. Cause, Cause, Cause it's that bad.
1: I can't yeah. tell you anything, but I am so furious. I don't know what to do with myself.
0: Yeah. And it's like you were talking like you weren't going to watch the last season. Yeah. I was that's I, how, that's yeah. how visceral your reaction to this episode was. Oh, yeah. All right. So now we should actually talk about the plot of the episode. (laughs) Like our emotional journey is one thing, but we should actually talk about the plot of the episode. (laughs) And Johnny Uh, Neff. Which is, I understand desperation, but here's the thing, right? And this is a problem with the episode. The problem with the episode is he knows where his wife is. Okay. And the guy who's blackmailing him into murder, well, no, extorting him into murder, like, that he doesn't have magic powers. There's just one of him. He doesn't have a team of people. So I'm not saying, oh, well, I'd be so much smarter in this situation, but I will say this. The man gave you a gun and said, if you don't, you know, do X, Y, or Z, I'm going to kill your wife. And we're just going to hang out here in your house. Well, you know, wait 10 minutes, go back in and shoot that guy. He gave you a working gun. Why are you not just shooting that guy?
1: Why and we- they
0: need it, and it's like, I don't understand why they need him to know where the wife was. Because they want to have this scene where he's like, uh, you know, my wife is at so-and-so I need to say at so-and-so address I need to save her, and they go to that address, right? And then uh they find the dead wife. But The problem is, that creates this huge problem in this episode, is if I've got a gun and my wife has been kidnapped, and I know that there's just one guy holding my wife hostage, and he gave me a gun, I can just shoot that guy. Problem solved. Like, the plan was to take place over multiple days. The guy's gotta sleep sometime, or get punchy from lack of sleep sometime, or go to the bathroom sometime. Like... There's no reason you can't just ambush this guy, kill him, and save your wife. Or... But the writers seem to think that he needs to know where the wife is so the team can run, just run right there. But that's not a problem. You just have the guy say, um, you know, he's going to kill my wife, blah, 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 blah. I've got to do this. And then the cops shoot him. And then they look at his ID and they see that the house has been wrecked and the wife has been kidnapped. And then the guy leaves the wife, you know, on the side of the road somewhere. Like it's not a problem in the script, but they create this giant problem in the script because the guy has no motivation to go along with the plan. If at any moment he can just kill the bad guy and save his wife, which he
1: can, yeah, because because here's here's the thing: because yeah. if he is going to have to kill some person he doesn't know and yep. he's never killed anybody before and he has real problems about killing. Well, if you've got to kill somebody for the first time, kill the bad guy. Like, no, I mean, none of it. None. Yeah. Once you just can't. Work with that. Like, it just doesn't make all that much sense. It doesn't make any sense that they kill him. No, that that they create a situation where they, you know, rather than listen to him, all they do is yell at him, put. You know? And, put the gun and down. That's
0: like, you guys are down. supposed to be psychologists first. You're
1: supposed Obviously to be- Obviously, he's trying to
0: communicate information to you.
1: Yes. So why so, aren't you listening to him?
0: Yeah. Why aren't you listening to him? You
1: guys and are supposed- And it's so they can
0: get him shot, and it can be tragic, and blah, 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 blah. It's, it, you know why? It's so they don't have to deal with the thorny moral issue of how this man should be punished for what he did. Because that is yeah. a thorny moral issue. That's not easy to say.
1: No, and, yeah.
0: Because if someone holds a gun to my head and says they'll pull the trigger if I don't shoot someone across the street, I'm not the one killing that person across the street.
1: Even though the gun is in my hand.
0: Even though the gun is in my hand. Yeah. That's the thing. And that is a thorny moral issue that the show doesn't want to have to address, so instead they just have the guy get killed super preposterously. Yep. And it is. It's very preposterous.
1: It's preposterous. I sat there. This episode, because it's not a good episode. I was, okay, I mean, because if, I'm talking about the first time I watched it, Yeah. right? I was just so horrified by that whole business that I kind of forgot about the episode itself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you just get to the end and then you get the wedding scene at the end and you're just like, oh, good Lord. Well, uh, you know, that, that a full else...
0: like quarter of the episode is that one scene in the jewelry store. Yeah. Like that's a quarter of the episode. It's not like it's a the terrible scene that almost ruined the show. It's not a small part of the episode. It's a no. huge no. part of the episode.
1: Yeah, from the jewelry store and then that wedding, because that's the continuation of it. And, and you're just sort of going, say what? Uh, but I, and, and no, it was just when, but when I started to think about it, yeah, that, but typically, um, they do not want to deal with ethical issues. No. It's easier to kill than it is to deal with, to have a
0: conversation. Yeah. Yeah. To have and, an open conversation about the consequences of this situation.
1: You know, and if you wonder if I was to bring up sort of the issues of America and its love with guns, of guns, and yep. and the police being sort of given carte blanche to use their guns, how many times have we heard over the last few months yep. about cops who shoot when they mm-hmm. don't have to? They shoot to kill. And All they don't the have to shoot to kill. And that's in real life. Yeah. And in this case, they didn't have to kill this guy. No.
0: He wasn't outside trying to kill any of, of the cops.
1: Outside of the fact that they should have talked him down.
0: Yeah.
1: He than also wasn't threatening, threatening anybody. No.
0: And I know it was technically one of the local cops that pulled the trigger, blah, 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 That's blah. That's
1: not the point.
0: But it's not relevant to the situation.
1: No, to the situation up to that point. But the fact is that cops in the United States, and that is one of those things you see periodically in this show that is yeah. real that these cops shoot to kill instead of shooting to maim
0: yeah maim or wound and they don't use their taser well i mean cuz the thing is it's part of the mindset of cops which is cops are trained that the only thing that matters is that they the cops not get hurt like they they are taught from the minute they become cops that um the only thing that matters is that they stay alive that they themselves are protected and that, you know, anything, anytime their life is threatened, just react with overwhelming violence because it's better to, as they say, better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. They're like, hey, if you make a mistake and uh, shoot an innocent person, worst case scenario, you have to go to court. If you're wrong and the person is dangerous, well, then you just got killed. That is That is the cop mindset. Yeah. I mean, and literally there are Supreme Court rulings in America. The cops have no obligation to put themselves at risk to help you.
1: Oh, I like, know. That's and not
0: part of the job.
1: Don't even don't even we don't. Let's not get started on this. This is for one of our quarantine specials Yeah,
0: for one of our quarantine shows. No, but it's like but it's I, important to remember that. But I mean, this is a perfect example yeah. of it. There was no reason to shoot this man.
1: No, none at all.
0: And they shoot him anyway. And no one even acts like it's a friggin' tragedy. Like, it's just brushed
1: past. It is terrible. I feel so sorry for this man, even though he's killed two people.
0: Even though he's killed two people, and you can argue that, oh, well, he was partially responsible for the situation because he dared someone to play chicken with somebody. And I'm like, well, yeah, he did, but he didn't think that guy was going to take it too far and kill a family, you know? (laughs) Like, he just he didn't uh it didn't occur to him for a second that the guy would do that. By the way, um this is uh the another problem with the Garcia episode. Remember how I said there is no reason on earth that a man who was drunk driving, an eighteen year old who was drunk driving and killed two people would be in jail for twenty-five years? Yeah. This guy, like not a a full grown adult was drunk driving and played chicken and murdered an entire family and he was out in four- in seven years, yeah so I mean that's more believable to me, so it's like uh I know they don't realize that this conflicts with an earlier episode, but I just thought it was a nice thing to point out. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's very frustrating when you watch this episode because yeah, the guy has some more responsibility for the actions, but you can tell that, and I mean, the show does acknowledge that the killer, it's not it's not like he's justified in his wanting vengeance for the uh, on the guy because the show points out no, he was already a screwed up guy with a massive history of violence, and the fact is, if I dare you to do something stupid that gets people killed, yeah, I'm partially morally responsible for that action, one hundred percent, but my having dared you in no way morally absolves you for having accepted the dare. Yeah. You are still in control of your actions. You didn't have to say yes to the dare. You know what you did, you have to take responsibility for what they did. And to this show's credit, it doesn't say that the guy is right in his belief. He deserves revenge. They're like, no, he's a psycho who's taking out his, all of his rage, so he won't have to admit that he's, because he doesn't want to ever admit he's responsible for anything, like all psychos of his ilk. Like, personal yes. responsibility is not a priority for these people.
1: Well, it's not a personal responsibility for anybody on Criminal Minds. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: so, why should the killers be any different? Yeah,
1: right? why should the killers be any different? You <laughs> know, true. all of You got things. me. Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. So, yeah, no, the the episode, you know, and then we get in. I mean, if it wasn't, that it was so absurd, this truth or dare thing. I know. Right. And, and then of all things, you know, there's, there's Reed. Okay. There's Reed. Now here's again, because the writers have no history with the show. Yeah. When did Reed carry a gun before the way he did here in that episode? Yeah, no, he's no. put a gun on his ankle before. Yeah. In, in the third, second or third episode, LDK.
0: Yeah. Uh, fourth episode. Fourth LSD, episode. Uh,
1: uh yeah, LS- LDSK. yeah LDSK. Yeah. LDSK. Whatever. Yeah. Long distance. Cereal anyway. Killer. Serial killer. Right. Okay. So he's already done. In this episode, it says, Oh, it was, she says, Oh, cool that you keep that, you kept that gun. And he says, Oh, something I learned in prison. Say, no. What? No. It's something you learned from Aaron in the fourth
0: episode Episode of the TV show.
1: show. I'm going I mean, there is there have to be reasons because we are not the only fans that sit and will do that kind of thing. I am sure. Because people become, like like us, sort of weirdly obsessed with this show and you want continuity and you are looking for continuity and this is why it has been losing all the time it's Mm -hmm. losing people and losing people because people get fed up that there's no continuity from one to another no read that 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 should never have been in the episode because those of us who have watched this show faithfully from the beginning and think of, and think about the show and talk about their hero, Reed, all the time. Yep. Know that Reed learned how to do this from Aaron way back when. Yep, like literally and, 13 years
0: ago for yeah, these characters. <laughs> well, do. and for us.
1: Yeah, and nothing to do, nothing to do with his being in prison. Nope. And Not why at all? No, like he had some time to learn bad stuff when he was in prison. We all saw the prison episodes. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, he didn't make any friends in prison nope. that would have told him that.
0: Yeah, that would have given them his advice. He didn't carry a shiv all the time. He grabbed a shiv once.
1: Yeah. You know, like, No, because, that was not no, part not of his
0: time doing. in prison.
1: No, and he's not going... And besides, he's not going to do anything uh, against his ethical code, even in prison. Nope.
0: That's- no, so yeah, the idea that... Well, no, but I mean, it's part of the show's attempts to erase uh, Aaron Hotchner from the narrative. Yeah. Like, they can't even mention him. Like, it's one thing. Okay, let's say you legitimately have a problem with the actor, okay? Let's say legitimately every single person working on the show has a problem with the actor, okay? Let's say that's a fact. I'm not saying whether they're right to have a problem. Like, let's remove the validity of their issues with the actor from the conversation we're having. And just say... That doesn't mean you can't talk about the character and how the character was an important part of your lives, and frigging the lessons he taught you just save your life. Yeah. How is that like? How is that a bad thing to mention?
1: Yeah, like, but, but, but this you're...
0: erasure of Aaron is such a strange thing for them to do.
1: Well, other than the other than as I said, I, you know, you read those few little things. Number one, you read those few little things. Yeah. About how he was—he was, he was constantly—and the, the the thing that got him fired was, was again an issue a fighting over Virgil. his his character. Okay, yeah,
0: and it was Actually, like my character wouldn't say this. Blah 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 blah.
1: he's Virgil isn't even around this year. I know. Um. Anyway, oh by the uh, way, we
0: didn't mention it, but yes. Um. In case you're wondering, last week was yet another week that uh, Reed took off. Yes, he's yes. just not in half this season.
1: Uh, and it's all weird. I can all I can say about that,
0: yeah,
1: right, is that I really think he didn't want to be around the set either. Like, <laughs> I, and I'm thinking, but Aaron must have, like, it can't have been just over, um, over the. Uh, he must have been rubbing. Like, I don't know what he was like as as an actor, what his reputation was in shows. Yeah. I mean, we know that Mandy Patinkin and and Thomas Gibson didn't get along.
0: Yeah, they hated each other when they were working on um, Chicago Hope together.
1: Yeah, which was, you know, okay. Yeah, that's fine. But then I would say, why number one, why put them together here? But that's... Bizarre. Well, no, and it's
0: actually a funny story where literally yeah. they didn't find out that the other one was... Like, they hate each other. And it's a true story that they didn't find out the other one was on the show until they got there for the table read on the first day
1: yeah and they'd already signed their contracts yeah both of them had already signed
0: their contracts yeah because no one thought to say mandy patinkin here's everybody else in the cast do you hate and not want to work
1: with any of these people yeah because why would you think to ask
0: that question
1: yeah except that you know the rumor mill should have
0: well no but i guess it it just wasn't because it's not like thomas gibson was on chicago hope for a long time no it was a weird situation His bad relationship with uh, Mandy Patinkin pushed him off at the end of the first season. That's right. And then he immediately got super famous being on Dharma and Greg. Yeah. So it's like him. And then and then the crazy part is Mandy Patinkin left Chicago Hope halfway through the second season.
1: (laughs) Just like he did. Like
0: there was a blip on both of like their feud was a blip in both of their careers. So I don't think like the rumor mill made it a big deal. Yeah.
1: Okay. so number one. Okay. But I would think that somewhere along the line, there has to be more to that story than just writing, like, because he had been in, ang- he had anger management issues. I mean, yeah. Mostly absolutely. Before and got sent off. So I really wonder, like, you just have to ask yourself what was really going on
0: behind be- the scenes on the Like, show. and
1: I've already said that it wasn't, but now that we know, and I really wonder how much that, that, that guy factored into because remember he gets he gets fired when we're going along we're already in er- the showrunner being non-existent yeah right and therefore other people make the decision to get rid of thomas gibson and she just signs off on it yeah um and says yeah okay good riddance to whatever um mm-hmm. and so she's just as happy to get rid of him and so so she doesn't look into it but you have to really wonder what was going on, and I really wonder why Virgil Williams isn't here this yeah. year. I hadn't thought about it before, but when we're talking about this, I'm going, yeah, you know, he's not here this year.
0: Yeah. It's so very why did he strange. leave?
1: Now he. Why either, did he leave? Yeah. Why did he leave? So is it part of the DP thing? Is he one of the ten people underneath who complained about the DP? Yeah. Uh, you like never it. know, right? That that I would assume that they could have let go of people who complained about the DP. I, you it would know, be um, weird
0: if it was a writer who was there for you know a decade, but who the hell knows? Maybe he was complaining about how the sh- like, like what the show was turning into. I mean, who
1: knows? Yeah, you know that that and that the chaos that is clear. It's clear the writing room is in chaos after. Yeah. Even last year, it was already pretty bad. But this is clear. It's a chaotic writing room
0: environment. Absolutely. And
1: then when you've got a chaotic writing room, what you've got are episodes that don't make sense and don't follow on one another that don't have any level of continuity. Yeah. No.
0: And this episode is a perfect example of that because it's like it really does. Like, again, they they use all of these writing shortcuts, like having her just be at the house. Like having the my um what do you call it? Like having Garcia again be bad at her job. Yeah, and not find out that this guy did jury duty last year. Uh, you know, seven years ago. She should have been. Yeah, and it's like, uh, what do the two victims have in common? Oh well, they called each other for five minutes. Uh, for three minutes. Also, and I can't stress this enough, right? The thing that bothered me most about the, well, no, we know what bothered, I was about to say that bothered me most. Yes. We know what bothered you most about the episode, Danny. You know? <laughs> it sure as hell what not whatever you're about to say. But no, the thing that bothered me second most about the episode is, what I don't understand is that, okay, so this guy was a crazy, a crazy murderer who threatened his own lawyer, right? Who, like, threatened to kill his own lawyer when he was convicted who threatened all the members of the jury and the judge in public. And people took this so seriously that when he was gotten out of, when he got out of jail, his lawyer phoned up the jury foreman, right? Yes. To say, just FYI, remember that crazy psychopath who said he was going to murder the jury? And he said he was going to murder me. Yeah. He's out of jail now. So just FYI. Yeah. Here's a heads up that he's out of jail. Right. And so all of that, they thought it was so serious that it was worth this lawyer phoning up the jury foreman to warn him the guy was out of jail. And yet, like, did neither of those people mention it to their families? Because I got to say, if both of them were terrified of this guy who got out of jail a week ago and both of them wind up shot, how come there's not a third person to say, well, they were both terrified of a murderer who just got out of jail?
1: Yeah, I know. Do they
0: not have family members? Like,
1: am I know, I crazy? Here, I know, no.
0: or is this ridiculous?
1: Well, no, but it's just no. To me, it's not. It's not thinking about the show because that would would be should have been kind of the focus, and then yes. looking for this guy. The other thing that I don't believe, to be frank yeah. about this serial, this pe- this this spree killer or whatever, this man. Who is in jail for seven years? Yeah. Right now he's out on parole.
0: Seven or seven or ten, whatever the number was. No, yeah, it was he's out seven. on parole. He's out no, on parole. Seven.
1: How the hell did he get parole? Well, yeah. Because I'm sitting here going, first of all, he's a, I'm, he's a violent
0: of- psychopath who keeps threatening to murder people. He has a
1: history of violence. And you think he's not going to be violent in prison? Of course, he's going to be violent in prison. How did he get out on parole? There's no
0: way this guy, you're right. There's no way this guy gets parole. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, not in, not in the way it is in the States. No, especially California, where they passed that
0: law that I was talking about.
1: Yeah, I know. So you're sitting there going, say what? Like, like none of it. And you could have written a decent episode around that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, no, what happens is, so you have these two people who were threatened with death. Well, right? you have
1: all these people. You have 12, 13, 14, no, but it's like specifically
0: the two people who were frayed, right? And who got phone calls is what I'm talking about, right? So they, and they get killed. And so you do the episode and then they go and they see the guy who threatened them. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've got an alibi for all the times of the murder. And they show his picture to yeah. the guys who, and they show his picture to the guys who witnessed the shooting. They're like, um, you know, uh, what is, uh. Uh, you know, is this the guy? And they're all like, no, that's not him. And they're like, God, he's obviously the guy who did it, but he's not the, you know, obviously yeah. he's the only guy with the motive. He's threatened people. How is he not the killer? And, and, then, and then they would go through the transcripts of the case and they would find out that he claimed that he only did it because he was playing truth or dare with a guy. And he blamed the guy who, you know, dared him do it. But that guy, you know, didn't testify in court and he was nowhere to be found. So there's no records there's nothing about that guy's name in the records. They're like, oh my god, he must be blackmailing whoever this guy to get him to do it somehow. They figure out. But there's no way to track that guy because he never came forward. So his name isn't in the records. Like, it's easy to fix this episode. Yeah, I know. But they're just not bothering to do it. They probably because don't. Because they have to spend a fr- full friggin' 20 minutes of the episode getting to a love reveal. Jesus Christ, this show.
1: Anyway, really bothered me. Well, as we all, we already know how much it bothered me. So, um, and I think, yeah, oh, please
0: continue. Sorry, no, no, I was just
1: gonna say that's enough for that. I mean, exactly. Okay, so you were with me. Let's move
0: on to our look at the season of a whole, uh, as a whole. Oh,
1: wait, no, I just want to say it was Oh, one
0: more thing about the episode. Sorry,
1: yes, it was really nice to see Johnny Mathis. Oh, god, yeah, no, that was great. And playing the song. So that was great, except that when they were, oh, never mind. And that's all I can say about the rest of it. All
0: right, good. Okay. Yeah, before we get back into it. It's not talking about the music. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, Now we get to the big part, which is the season in review. How do you pick a worst? I mean, we know what the best episode is. It's Matt Goobler's episode. It's Tall Man. Do you have a better episode in mind?
1: She's thinking. Yeah, she's Stop thinking. Talking. No, I she's think not a talking. I'm
0: looking. Um... Yeah, look him over. Because I don't think there's a better episode this year. It's not perfect, but, like, you know, Mac Gubler at least put in a little effort. You got great stuff with J.J. and, uh, uh, you know, with J.J. and Will. You know, like, it's, there's, it's, I think, the high point. But please, if you have another episode to pitch, pitch
1: away. No, no, I, I'm I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is okay. There, there's that. Okay, so that uh-huh. would be the best episode. Probably, actually, Chameleon in my thing. I'm looking over these episodes. Would be the second best, and then I would. I now then you have to break down right episodes. And I'm going. I think that the, no, no. I mean, can we go? Best performances.
0: <laughs> of course, we can go best performances. Of course, you can do that. I'm not going to police how you judge this season. No,
1: I don't know. Like, I don't know how to judge this season, really, because there is like I am going scrolling through the, the these episodes. There's only yes. 15 of them, so it doesn't take me that long. Yeah, you know, and I'm looking at the keywords, and I'm just going, okay, but it's it's like it's a whole episode of rotten episodes because we had serious problems with a lot of these episodes, Mm -hmm. serious problems so much so that you couldn't even do a quick fix. Yep. You know, so you almost have to count. Okay. The episodes that are better are the ones that, that we could manage to do a quick fix, a rewrite on on. a a, a quick, you know, a quick, just a few little things here or there and it would work. Right. Mm hmm. Um, and, You just kind of go, what were they thinking? Yep. Now, I should say maybe the best episode, though, might be um, um, uh, Ashley, Adam Rodriguez's episode.
0: Oh, Adam Rodriguez's episode.
1: Only because of, as, as we would say... Only because of Mulder and Scully, Scully and Mully. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Mulder and Scully. Mulder. What are you talking about? That's last season.
1: Oh yeah, okay. The episode Adam Rodriguez directed was last season. Never no, yes. I, I was. Go- I was wishing.
0: Yes. No. That's, no. That's because
1: I'm looking at this because I'm actually looking at the one that he he um, directed. This yeah, season directed. Going, no,
0: that was the best episode so of no, was, That was the best episode of season thirteen, hands ah. down. Yes, he's the episode he directed.
1: Okay, and then I'm looking here and going, but but where did that fit in then? Where was all that funny stuff fit in? <laughs> no,
0: you're thinking about the um yeah. No, no, no. The, uh, the episode that focused on him this year was Luke, which was not a good episode at all.
1: No, no, Adam Rodriguez directed Ashley. Yeah, but that was last year. No, Ashley was this year. But which one is Ashley? Ashley is when the couple, you know, the 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 guy who thinks that these little eight year old girls are his daughter. Oh,
0: I didn't realize Adam Rodriguez directed that. Nope. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's just an ep- that's just an episode that's there. It's yeah. nothing special. The way his fir- his episode last year was amazing.
1: Yeah, that was just brilliant. I mean, yeah, it was
0: hilarious. Most... It was there. It was the first comedy episode they ever did, and it was really
1: funny. Well, yes. And there were a lot. And we made sure that people understood some of the really stuff that was subtle really subtle stuff funny that was in there. Yeah. Because, but it was, it was, yes. I mean, but Mulder and Scully was, uh, yeah, the Mulder
0: it, and Scully was such a good scene. Like, oh, it was, uh, and it's uh, fun of that. And there's tons of that stuff in that episode.
1: Yeah. So, okay. Ignore me. Uh, okay. I'm just trying to think, you know. I mean, there are a few episodes that are, okay, run-of-the-mill episodes. We've talked about that before already. Yeah. So they kind of work, but there's nothing special about them. They're, you know, the other – but there's always, you know, a, there are always sort of problems. But for the most part, this season has just been – A teardown, yeah. A teardown. Like, I, yeah, what do you do? Like, we managed to fix the the main – technically the main story in truth there oh, yeah. um, oh, no 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 if
0: you take out all of the stuff where he keeps them where he like holds them hostage yeah. in the jewelry store and you do the trying to ruin the only good relationship of the show, you remove all that out and fix the main story yeah. boom you got a really good episode of yeah, the show
1: you could have had a really good episode of the show but yeah, some but... of them you just can't no. do a thing with them oh no absolutely you know, I mean, you could have fixed, actually, you might have, Hamelin might have worked if you had just fixed some of it. Yeah. There there was, I mean, using this stupid, you know. Uh, the hypnoti- whole
0: ASMR hypnotizing children the, thing. The
1: children thing. Um, so It has the potential to be quite a good story.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, if That part wasn't so preposterous. Yeah. The idea of this guy, like. Getting revenge because of his persecution, blah, blah, blah. And like, uh, getting revenge over the death of his son. Yeah, like, yeah. there's an episode there. There's an
1: Absolutely episode there's there. Absolutely, there's an episode there. And you have the nice little personal touch with J.J. and her mother. So, oh, yeah. you know, that episode could have been a lot better if you just left out the stupid hypnosis thing. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so, yeah. So, there are some episodes that needed some some major tweaking. Some yeah. that needed some rewriting. You know, oh, totally. a, f- a few of the things. But but there's the also a bunch part, of
0: episodes that are just total disasters.
1: Okay. And would would we make uh, Flesh and Blood the episode sure. that um, is the worst?
0: Which one is Flesh and Blood?
1: That's the one <laughs> with Prentice wrestling with her inner demons. Just on its subject matter
0: oh right right? okay
1: that's the one where she's you know where where the guy has the the connection it's the the kid
0: from uh yeah it's the kid uh, yeah the
1: psychiatrist from
0: season three
1: yeah and the and the psychiatrist and emily promising to take care of him and not and then being allowed to get off
0: the hook for that yeah Yeah, you're right that i mean it's that or it's truth or dare most yeah. The worst episode of the season. Yeah.
1: Those two episodes. Um, <laughs> I think the storyline is, makes, is, makes a bit more sense. It's clearer in flesh and blood. Yes. It, that's it, true. it, it, it tracks better the story there. I, you don't have to, there's, there's things with it, but you don't have to do a major
0: rewrite thing no. or
1: anything like that. And, but it is just so disgusting that Prentice, You know, that this is the the repercussions of her making promises. She has no intention of keeping. Mm -hmm. And then she's completely let off the hook and decides she's going to go get laid. And that's how she's going to solve her problem. Well, no, thank you. Okay. Yeah. So it's more, uh, there's just something so wrong about that episode. And yet in some ways, the story, the, the core story is probably one of the better crafted ones this season. Of the year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and and the same thing with Lewis. Like, I don't know what they were all thinking about. Like. Yeah. In terms of like the, it's like they're coming close to an end. And I guess because they give Prentice this thing, they give uh, Aisha. I mean, Tara Lewis, this thing. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we give – oh, God, we do the read. Oh, Lord. And Ross <laughs> is, Rossi is doing his big thing, right? Yeah. And then, of course, they have Luke moving in with his girlfriend. Yeah. Um uh, But th- what's interesting about that is that in between the two seasons, they decided he should get together with Penelope in the last episode. So.
0: Yeah. Um, no, that's true, but, I mean, they needed to—they needed an off-ramp for all the characters, and that's what yeah. they decided to do with Luke.
1: Yeah, and that, I, and I, I mean, I don't care. It's I fine. That was fine. I, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, they weren't going to... You gonna,
0: go get yours, Penelope.
1: Yeah, they weren't going to bring Kevin back, so... No.
0: Which is still disgusting,
1: but, you know... Yeah. And the first and the first bunches of episodes, it's like their their first 300 episode and you're going, this is how you're going to start the season. Yeah, I, I That was our key takeaway from that. So well, I no, just- I
0: mean, like, that's the thing. I, and I just want one last, you know, uh, one last mention with the thing I was obsessed with talking about at the start of the season. It's like, no, I'll never forgive them for killing Theo and for sacrificing Theo's life to save Penelope.
1: Yeah, as much as we love- That's what Reed does. Yeah.
0: We love Penelope, but you people sacrificed an innocent man's life to protect one of your own. And what- And I just want to make this clear. What Reed did in the first episode is no different than what the killer this week did. Yeah. Literally. There is no moral difference between, like- Because here's the thing. What if they had put- a gun in Theo's hand like the crazy part is right what's so amazing about Theo's journey as compared to Reed's right and why one of them is a hero and one of them is a monster is that when Theo had a gun put in his hand and saying you know it's like we'll kill your girlfriend and if you don't uh no we'll kill if you don't kill these people, we might kill you and we'll kill your uh and we'll kill your hostage. I'm trying to remember exactly who we were supposed to shoot. I think his girlfriend. Or we'll kill Owen or we and we'll no, kill you. No,
1: he was he was supposed to kill Owen. Right. And if he and didn't they were kill, kill his girlfriend, o- they were gonna kill his girlfriend if he didn't kill Owen. And he kill killed Owen. his parents.
0: Right. And he yeah. took a chance and he made a risk and he ki- and he was, you know, willing to sacrifice everything and he killed his parents. Whereas Reed, when his, you know, when his friend was uh sacrificed, he's like, yeah, that's fine. I'll kill Theo for you. Yeah. 100%. No problem. I didn't, I didn't find another way out. I didn't even look for another way out. Oh, you want me to turn I'm over the Theo smartest, to Theo to get,
1: yeah. I'm the yeah, smartest okay, man in the world. And I didn't think there was another way out. Yeah. I didn't want to talk to them about this. Hey, I maybe
0: when I go them. up, maybe when I go up unescorted with this woman from VICAP, maybe I just club her over the head and alert the whole friggin' FBI security that there's gunmen in the (laughs) garage. Yeah. Maybe I could have tried that.
1: Yeah, something. But he didn't. No.
0: He turned over Theo to get killed. Okay, so then I want to... Because he didn't want to risk. And again, there is no moral difference between Reed's actions
1: and the villain this week. Now, okay? Please. Now, here's what I will tell you. Erica Messer and wrote the episode Glenn Kershaw directed the episode two of the right. key key people, people in the lawsuit right mm-hmm. um so I'm going okay who did Erica Messer sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> well keep,
0: no t- to, you, you know, know this 10 pie? people who got fired is who she who they sacrificed
1: well 12 people
0: the 12 people who got fired yeah we know who got sacrificed
1: two 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 uh Two named and ten or more ten unnamed. They don't yep. know. I mean, they're leaving it open, so if anybody else wants exactly. to join that lawsuit, <laughs> they can. Yeah,
0: they're allowed to bring their name forward. Yeah. And say, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating, but it's like, that's that's what this show started off on. And it's like,
1: you know, this I want to change
0: my answer. Sorry, this season started off on, and yeah, I'm going to change my answer. That's the worst episode of the season. Mm-hmm because of what they did to because of what Reed did to Theo.
1: Yeah. And it 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 was just uh as I said because that's the only way because none of these episodes are particularly good. And it's mm. almost as if you have to look at the message of the show and say okay, which one was the worst message? Which was the worst ethical issue? I mean,
0: ethical lapse on the part of the characters.
1: You know, and I will tell you and that that one is just so bad because This team always finds a way out. This team always finds a way out. Always. To save their team. Except for Steven, of course.
0: Yeah, except for Steven. Oh, poor Steven. But this time,
1: no. No. There's
0: no rescue here. He just turns over. He turns over Theo to be killed and never talks about it again.
1: Well, yeah, that's
0: that's where we leave Spencer Reed as a person.
1: Yeah, because he's not morally responsible. Yeah. Except you are. Except you are. No, I mean, maybe Matthew Greg Googler just didn't really want to have much to do with this season.
0: Well, no, because and it's so fascinating because, like I said, yeah, they're technically the ones who because like he had to choose. He had to choose between his friend and the thing. And it's like, yeah, ultimately, they're culpable but you're not a hero either. You made the easy choice. You tried to save your friend by murdering some kid who you had no emotional connection to.
1: Yeah, and that, except yeah, we've for better about, or for
0: worse, yeah. I hate to say it, but for better or for worse, Penelope Garcia chose to be in this world. Yes. And Theo didn't.
1: Yeah. And Garcia. Not only that, Garcia says, "Don't do it." Garcia says, "Don't do Garcia it." Garcia has the ethical point. Don't yep. do it. And Reed no. does it anyway. Yeah. Garcia has more faith that her team will get her out of this.
0: Yep.
1: You know, then Reed does.
0: So I know it's. never
1: mind. On It's that disgusting. Note, on that, on note.
0: that note, we're wrapping up the season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will see you back here next week for a new episode where we're talking about Something.
1: We haven't decided yet. We still
0: have, somehow haven't oh, decided. Oh,
1: by the way, Angels and Demons. Yeah. You know, the Alienist follow up. The Alienist Two. Is that actually? Alienist two. Yes. Supposedly it will be on TNT July nineteenth. Oh, good. So, so we, it starts then. Yeah.
0: yeah so so we, we can do a week by week uh we can do a week by week check in for the audience. Great, yeah. That's great. Uh but I mean The people listening to this have already heard that.
1: No, no, but what I'm going to say is that maybe we can do that.
0: Well, no, because it's going to be airing week to week. Like, the whole show isn't going up at once. Like, so we would have to talk about the whole, what I'm saying is, although I guess, I mean, yeah, uh, I've forgotten that these are airing seven months after we record them. So yeah, I guess we can make that the uh, between season thing. All right. Uh, for the next few weeks, we're going to be doing uh, next week. We'll be doing season episodes. How many episodes is the new season? Well, I would assume 10, ten. again. 10 again. Okay. Well, we'll do three episodes per um, podcast and then we'll do a final episode with the 10th that talks about the show as a whole. There you go. All right. Eight. So, uh, ne- starting next week, angels and demons. No, it can't be yeah. called angels. Yeah, it's and demons, called can't.
1: angels and demons.
0: That's well, weird because that was the title of that,
1: uh, that episode. That,
0: uh, Robert Langdon. No, I was going to say that Robert Langdon book, but uh, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not complaining about the title. I just thought it was weird that it was also called angels and demons. Ed, who reads our Robert Langdon books, right? Oh, they're only one of the most popular series of books on earth.
1: Yeah. But what's his uh, face used angels like angels and demons. Is it's, a... No,
0: it's a popular, you're right. It's a popular title for things. I'm being, uh, I, <laughs> I'm being unreasonable about this. Yes, you you're are completely right. No, you're completely right. All right. So join us back here next week, uh, for the first three episodes of angels and demons. That should be fun. And then of course, that's going to continue being a Tuesday show. Uh, and if you want to join us back here in two weeks, <sighs> You're going to start season 15. And I know what you're thinking. Didn't they already do season 15? And we did. Uh, when it originally aired, we went episode by episode or two episodes on the weeks, on the many weeks they did two episodes. Because honestly, CBS has reached a point where now we know because of the lawsuit, they just didn't want to be associated with the show at all. And so they burned off all 10 episodes in six weeks. Yeah. Uh, they were not happy with Criminal Minds by the end because they don't like being involved in lawsuits we now know like it's funny because when we were watching it you can listen to us talking about it, it's like why are they burning off the episodes and not promoting it and just like <laughs> rushing through the last season like this and it's like actually no there was a very good reason yeah
1: it's so funny once we found out about the lawsuit how yeah it the whole does...
0: last season drama makes perfect sense
1: oh yeah lots of things yeah. made a lot more yeah. sense after we everything comes that. into
0: focus suddenly yeah all right so yeah we will be back to talk that it should be a ton of fun i hope yeah uh but until then if you have any questions if you have any comments if you have any profiling related fiction you think we should check out please drop us a line at profiling minds at gmail.com we would love to hear from you uh, if you were listening to this on some sort of a podcatcher or podcast app be sure to rate and review it because that is how people find the show. We will, hear, uh, we will see you back here next week, but until then, I'm going to say au revoir.
1: And have a good weekend.
0: Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.